All right, so let's start off talking about the top contenders in the NBA for the chip this year. Yeah. Is there a specific team you want to start off with? I think um, first and foremost for me is the LA Clippers right now. They've, they're obviously my pick to win the NBA championship. They've won three games in a row. And I think that they're going to start – they've already started turning the heat up. They starting, they're starting to blow teams out. They blew the Nuggets out last night. But these guys, ever since the first game back after the All-Star game and where they lost to the Sacramento Kings and you saw the video of Kawhi Leonard, I forget who, who he was yelling at. Um, but on the fast break there, he was yelling at someone, I forget, maybe Landry Shaman or something. Ever since that moment, the Clippers have started to, to, to flip a switch because they've been sort of coasting through the regular season right now. And now they're starting to realize, all right, well, Kawhi's starting to turn the heat up. We've all got to start turning the heat up because, you know, we can't coast forever. And the Clippers, they're looking really scary right now. They're a vet team, and they have a lot of pros to them and not a lot of holes in their team. They've got the depth. Yeah, They've got, obviously, with probably the best bench. You said in NBA history before. Oh, Definitely the best bench yeah. in the NBA, for sure. Yeah. With Lou Will and Montrez alone, that's enough. Yeah. And then they've also got the defensive capability with all the way one through five, Pat Bev, Kawhi, Paul George. Like this team is yeah, obviously Shamit, scary on defense. Shamit's the only sort of – Shamit and Lou Will, I guess, would be the only real liabilities, I think. But they, they give you so much on offense that it, it cancels out. And then they obviously have Kawhi, yeah. which is your, your two-way superstar, which I think – a team needs yeah. um, to be a championship, which is kind of where, when we start talking about like the, the East, um, I feel like there's no real team at the top of the East that I think is a true, not contender. Like obviously they're contenders, but I just don't see them having a true chance in the tight game against like the Clippers or against the Lakers. You don't think let's the Bucks, just, let's Bucks. just start with the, the Bucks, for example, like yeah. who would you want to take a clutch shot for you with like a minute left in a tight defensive game? The, Who would you pick for the, for Bucks? the Bucks? I I, yeah. I would take Giannis. I mean, anything inside the three point line, I would take Giannis. If I if I if I if I needed a bucket, if I needed a two, I'd take Giannis. But Chris Middleton has hit some big shots in his career. Um, most notably, the one against Boston a few years ago in that in that uh, I think it was first round series. Yeah, yeah, I um, remember that that deep three. Yeah, that Just was force overtime, yeah, right? Yeah, that was that was a very exciting game. But on yeah, I mean Chris Middleton, who's he's an emerging star right now in the league. I mean he's extremely underrated. But Giannis, oh, no Giannis, Giannis is clutch enough. I think that they're I could like right now I could see the Bucks winning a championship right now. At the beginning of the year, I thought no way. But Milwaukee, they're fifty one and eight. Oh man, <laughs> and yeah, they're Giannis, they're real good. Giannis is about to go unanimous. I I I could see Giannis oh. going unanimous on these guys because I think that's a lock. The if, media, if they yeah. win seventy. That's probably a lot. Yeah, I mean, the me- I see the media trying to create narratives. Oh, 17th season, do it for Kobe, trying to get LeBron in there. But I mean, like, no, there's just no no way that someone, a rational thinking person, is voting LeBron James over Giannis for the MVP right now. There's 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 just no way. The Bucks are just too stacked. Or the, yeah, the I mean, Bucks Giannis are great, is just too good. The Bucks are a great regular season team, but I still have some questions. Yeah, hopefully, last season the experience they got will kind of help yeah. them going into the playoffs. But let's just think about how Chris Middleton played against the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously high stakes. Uh, do you know how many games out of the six that he scored over 15 points? I have no idea, but I'm assuming not many. <laughs> one. <laughs> one game. <laughs> one 30-point one game. 
He had three games where he scored like 14, 12, 11, and then two duds where he had nine points and six points. So he, like you said, he's, he has been clutch, but he's also disappeared. He kind of has that that Siakam like um, where he's, he'll show up one game and then he'll disappear another. Maybe he's grown from last season, but I don't trust him taking a big shot in like an Eastern conference final or an NBA final. Yeah. And then with Giannis, like if the team builds a wall, he's going to have to trust those guys yeah. out there or trust his free throw shooting. So for them, it's almost like, um, will they be so good that they'll just shoot teams out four games out of seven? Yeah. Like pro- probably that's how they beat. That's for how the they're going to probably destroy so, yeah. the East. Like yeah. they're going to have four games where they just shoot really well. And then they just blow teams out. Yeah. But in a close game, I don't, I really don't trust them against like a Lakers or a Clippers team. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing with Giannis, especially with this whole Harden versus Giannis, like, they're kind of going at each other right now. You got to yeah. look at it. James Harden's gone farther in the NBA playoffs than, than Giannis has. Harden's been to a game seven Western Conference Finals. where Against you know, the champs. Against, too, right? against the champs. Um, and four All-Stars. And had it not been for 27 straight missed three-pointers, <laughs> they would be in the NBA championship. They would have won an NBA championship because that Cavs team was not good at all. Besides, obviously, LeBron James. Yeah. But I, mean, I think that another guy besides Chris Middleton – I just have a weird feeling that Splash Mountain, Brooke Lopez. Oh, I I got a feeling he's clutch. I don't. I I, I got I got a vision of him hitting a big three in the NBA Finals this year. Just you, I, I love that man. <laughs> you are actually right because against the Raptors in that game one, he hit like a clutch three, a clutch yeah. like a clutch floater in the post. He can kind of do it all for them. Yeah. Not not off the dribble necessarily, but no. you give it to him in the post, he'll probably get you a bucket. You kick it to him for three. I've seen him hit some clutch threes. Yeah. So you're actually right. He's he a bucket, be, yeah. He, he might like you be the guy, <laughs> but is that the, the championship recipe? I don't know. I feel like you you're need seven, a Kawhi. You you're need seven a seven-footer cat banging threes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. So for them, I don't know if I believe in the Bucks fully, but honestly in the East – Let's just go through a couple other. The Raptors, is there anyone you trust hitting a clutch shot for them either? I personally, it, as a Raptors fan, I don't quite see like Lowry hitting a clutch yeah. three to win the game or even Siakam yet. I guess Van Vliet would be the one, especially after game six last year in the finals. Van Vliet sort of is looked, I think that most people look at him as the clutch guy on the Raptors right now. I mean, he got a vote for finals MVP. I mean, you know, he, he, <laughs> he's played big in big moments. Yeah, he and, might be the guy. Yeah. I think Pas- I think Pascal Siakam though, because last year we we both know that he was very inconsistent. When he was hot, he was red hot, and when he was cold, he was he was icy cold. Um, I think this year though, he'll he's going to turn that around. He looks much more mature, and I I have no problem with him going back to back most improved player. To be honest with you, because the Raptors are not supposed to be where they are right now. They're like I had them I had them finishing you know fifth or sixth in the East right now or at the beginning of the year, the Raptors are not supposed to be this good. And Pascal Siakam's turning into a superstar in front of our eyes. hundred percent. He's, yeah. he's built that consistency, like you said. And in the playoffs, I feel like the Raptors are going to be the team that does it by committee. So if yeah. Pascal does have an off game, you'll have Abaka might have a good game. When Gasol comes back, he might have a good game. You know, oh, they yeah. have Norm too and OG. So they have a lot of X factors on this team and, and they, they have do a good it by bench committee. Too. Yeah. They have a good bench. They're they're deep. They're a top five defense, top five offense, I believe. So they they have that championship recipe. The thing that I think they're missing though is is that same thing with the Bucks. It's uh, ten seconds left in the game. You're down one, yeah. <clears throat> or you're tied. Who's gonna hit that shot? 
like That's Pascal. Right. Pascal's going to have to be the guy, right? And so yeah. maybe this year it's going to be a write-off because, you know, he's going to have some growing pains from the second or the second slash third option to now being the number one guy on a contender. So yeah. I guess we'll see with them. That's a big difference, too, between obviously last mm-hmm. year and this year. For the Raptors, they obviously don't have, you know, Kawhi Leonard because last year the the Raptors were carried to – the Eastern Conference Finals by Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he carried them through the the seventy sixers series. He averaged like at something like thirty five points a game or something. Like he was, like he was the only reason why they were that far in the playoffs. And then the minute Fred Van Vliet had his baby, had like had obviously the minute his, <laughs> his wife had that kid, Fred Van Vliet flipped a switch, and so did the rest of the Raptors. And they went off and they just dominated the Bucks, took down the Warriors in six games. The Raptors, in large part, they won the championship by committee, and at I could see them doing the same sort of thing this year, but the thing is, if they they've got to all be switched on, like they can't they can't have the thing where they coast through the first two rounds of the playoffs because they don't have a guy that can carry them this year. They just had to get over the hump last yeah. year. That game seven was the hump. Like Van Vliet in that game seven, I just pulling this up right now. He didn't even hit a shot. He yeah. was zero for five. Um, obviously, Ibaka played good, but Kawhi. Took 39 shots in that game. He, and <laughs> he got them over the hump by himself. And then Man. from that point on, I think it was game one of that uh, that Eastern Conference Finals. I think Lowry had a, n- a nice game. And then from there, Van Vliet showed up. And that was game that three, game, wasn't it? That game three was the one yeah. where they turned it around. But, I remember because um, he had his kid like the day before or something. And yeah, then... and then that was the double overtime game where the Raptors were so close to, to dropping the ball. But they – yeah had that championship mentality. And that that's one thing this year, a game seven against Philly, hypothetically again, this year, it's like, who's the guy taking those 39 shots or who's the guy. Yeah. It's probably gonna have to be the entire team. So we'll have to see with them. I'm still not a hundred percent sure. I think they have the experience from last season to yeah. kind of to hold on their shoulders and, and kind of use that. I'm also kind of worried about the Celtics as well. I feel yeah, I was like gonna ask. Yeah. they have like a high, the highest ceiling though out of all these teams because I think Tatum's their ceiling in he's my so opinion. Good. He's so good. I mean, these last you know last two weeks, Jason Tatum has been ridiculous. Yeah, they're eight and two in their last ten, and Tatum has averaged like thirty points per game in February. So he's probably gonna be the player of the month in yeah. the Eastern Conference, even though it should be Giannis, but they don't give it like you know. Giannis should have every single player of the week, every single player of the month in the East because he's just so much better than everyone else in that conference. That's 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 but, facts. I mean, yeah, they're gonna give it to whoever. Jason Tatum has he's amazing. Like he's sunned Kawhi Leonard in, in that double overtime game against the Clippers a few weeks ago. Like Kawhi could not score on Jason Tatum and he couldn't stop Jason Tatum. And I'm like, bro, this I, I think Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the world, and he's getting destroyed by this this he's twenty one years old. It's almost 22, actually. I can't wait for him to be 22 because then all the memes are going to be, he's only 22. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Tatum, I love that man. Though. He's, he's a beast. The question with them is, I haven't seen really them all together at their full form. I feel like with Kemba, Gordon yeah. Hayward, Jalen Brown, and Tatum, as well as like Marcus Smart, too. Oh, yeah. The, in theory, they should be, and they currently are the third best team in the East. They should be a contender. Do you think that they have a real shot at going to the NBA Finals? They're going to be a problem for the Bucs, for sure. Right now, I, I see the Bucs as the only team in the East, but it's a six-seven game series against the Celtics because 
the Boston Celtics have a we obviously all know how good they are, you know, with the guys you just mentioned, Kemba and Smart and Brown and all those guys. Great defense. Uh Gordon Hayward's been really good this year. He's got he's almost back to what he was in Utah, which is scary for for the opposition. But they've got a sneaky good set of big men in there. Now, Ennis Cantor and Daniel Theus or Tice or however you say his name, <laughs> they might not be the sexiest names in the world, but they get the job done. They get the job done for Boston. And I've got, like, against Giannis, they're probably going to get destroyed. But they can, like, they could slow him down a little bit. Like, I'm just saying that the Boston Celtics, they're not a lost cause inside. They've got some sneaky good big men in there that can kind of get the job done. I feel like they do need a, another big man, though. I, I don't know if I trust Tyson Cantor in the playoffs. I feel like there aren't a lot of options, but in the bio market, there will be like Joakim Noah and uh, a few other guys. I think Tristan Thompson. Oh, if they get Joakim Noah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want them to get I him? would love them to get Joakim Noah. Get him a ring, man. Get him a ring. Yeah, he should have got, got one in Chicago a few years ago. Man, yeah, that would be sick. He Back was, in the day. He was actually really good, too. He was fourth in MVP voting one year. He, he was a forget. defensive monster. He, back, he won two defensive player of the years, I think, too. Something yeah. like that. I mean, he's, he, he was a baller, man. I love that guy. Plus, he's French, which is pretty sick. Him and Rudy Gobert. Oof, two best he's almost like Dwight league. Howard Mini in yeah. terms of MVP caliber player. Obviously, yeah. some good success, and then just fell off. Yeah. The planet, <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> for it. some for yeah. some reason, like no one knows why, they just kind of fell off the planet. Well, they went to with that ridiculous contract to the Knicks, and you know New York's not the greatest place in the world for basketball players. Um, if you're not playing for the Brooklyn Nets, and yeah, he sort of fell off after that because he was getting paid way too much money. Like, yeah, he was, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Him and Derrick Rose. Wait, well, I mean, actually, Derrick Rose is pretty good in New York. Not gonna lie, he's he was nice in New York. Yeah, that's when he kind of turned the switch. Yeah, in New York, and then yeah. now he's playing really good on the Pistons. Yeah. How about the uh, other Miami and Philadelphia? Philadelphia going into the year was my pick for the for the Eastern for the uh, NBA Finals coming out of the East, but I don't I don't really trust them anymore because they can't play on the road at all. And them being a fifth seeder now, they're going to have to play on the road a lot in playoffs. Like they're, they're nine and twenty-one on the road. They they have the same road record as the Pistons. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the twelve seed that is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But they're also twenty-eight and two at home. <laughs> so yeah, that, they can get thing, it done yeah. at home. The only issue right now is Ben Simmons' back injury. I don't know when he's coming back. Um, no pun intended, but he's. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I didn't mean, he just like. I'm just worried for his health and that this team won't yeah. be healthy um, when the playoffs start, which is what, in like six, seven weeks. So yeah. I'm concerned that they won't be healthy going to the playoffs. And then there's always the, the glaring issue of do these two guys, Embiid and Simmons, fit together um, with the spacing they have. And I think JJ, the loss of J.J. Redick is overlooked because he added so much yeah. off the dribble handoff with Ben Simmons because it just added so much space because you were like, J.J. Redick's probably like a top three shooter in the NBA it just resonates so well with that team. And yeah. that's why they're, they're so deadly against the Raptors. And then they also don't have um, a go-to score. I guess Embiid is their go-to score, but He's they just don't have any, go- any go-to shooter from threes, from yeah. three-point lander, like a guy who can get you a clutch shot, like a clutch mid-range jumper, which is what um, Jimmy Butler kind of gave them last year. So I feel like they're a downgrade from last year. I was the same, though. I had them... Going to the finals. He's got such a good starting lineup. Their starting lineup was so good. 
Top but, end talent for sure, yeah. but Horford fell off this year. Yeah, which is too what bad. What about the Miami Heat? Do you think they're uh, a real contender as well or not? They've got Jimmy Butler, and I love Jimmy Butler's mentality. They got a Finals MVP in Andre Iguodala, but then again, did he really deserve the MVP? No, they should have given it to LeBron James. I'm just saying they should have. Um, but they do. Yeah, he, right. he won a Finals MVP, and he was he played big in that series. And I love Jimmy Butler, but this team's too young. They're, they're not yet. They're not ready. Not yet. Not this year. I could see them going in the second round, though. Right now, as it stands, they'd be playing into 76ers in the first round. I could see them winning that series, especially considering the fact that they'll have home court. Um, and Jimmy Butler against his old team. Oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, but I think they're just two young guys like Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, who's really good this year. I mean, he's, he's, he has a really good chance of winning most improved player of the year. I think that give them give them another year. Next year they're going to be next year they they'll have a shot at the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. I 100% agree. They're too young. Duncan Robinson he's starts. A bu- I love that. He's guy. a he's a bucket. <laughs> he's a great shooter, but he he's a starter. He's too young. Yeah. Um, they just don't have enough guys. I trust. Obviously, I trust Jimmy Butler. Bam is still kind of young too. Dragic off the bench is nice, but at the end of the day, they're not on the same level as the Bucks, Raptors, or Celtics, and it's kind of shown over the last 10 games. They're three and seven. They've kind of yeah. cooled off now that they're playing against some tougher competition. And, like, I think they've been playing, like, uh, some real good teams. I don't actually know, but they've kind of fallen off. They've slid as of late. And so kind of resonates. They're going to sit at this four seed probably. Probably yeah, beat is... the, the 76ers and then get absolutely slaughtered by the Bucks in the yeah. second round. <laughs> <This> <laughs> they is... have no chance. This is – kind of the time of year where it's it's gut check time for a lot of the young guys who've been balling out all year long and guys like you know, people who've been putting up like 25 points a game these young guys you know the guys like Zach Levine now it's time for it's, it's gut check time how well do you play down the stretch because now everyone else they're trying way harder now too we, we already talked about the Clippers and how they're starting to turn up the heat I mean when you're playing against the best teams in the NBA they're going to start playing a lot more defense and you've got to you know it's 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 almost playoff time that's you can feel it in the air it's coming and the Miami Heat they've got to stand up to the task right now and they I don't want to see them back into the back into the um these these conference playoffs because I've got a scary feeling that these guys are going to start sliding a little bit down the standings and they'll wind up in the 5th or or maybe even 6th seed because they're only two games, two games above the Indiana Pacers in the sixth seed, and if that starts happening, it's going to be a bad first round for them. Yeah, no question. They got to hold on to that home court if they want a chance of going to the second round. I think that's probably it for Eastern Conference. The West is way more interesting. Oh yeah, uh, in my opinion, the Clippers. We obviously already talked about them, but let's just talk about the Lakers. They've won seven straight, forty-five and twelve. The number one seed, obviously a true contender. They're, I don't think there's any question. If the Clippers don't win it, the Lakers are going to win it. They're they're exactly what you said. They're a true contender. They're playing a lot better than a lot of us thought that they would be playing before the season started. I thought they'd finish as the three seed. I think I had them at. They're far and away the best regular season team right now in the Western Conference. The thing is, though, I mean, we've seen them play the Clippers twice, lose them twice. Now, again, that's the regular season. That's a, it's completely different, but that's that's always and also Kawhi Leonard's record against LeBron James since the 2013 Finals is ridiculous. He's only lost to him twice, including including playoffs. So you know, Kawhi's had LeBron's number 
for years and years and years now and don't expect that to change anytime soon. That being said, Lakers are I, – I, I could see them winning a championship and I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eyeball. Top-end talent, talent superstar-wise, like LeBron AD, the best in the NBA, I think. Yeah. And, or at least like tied with like the Clippers for sure. And only issue I see with them is they just don't have the depth – um, I don't trust six or seven guys on their team. And I think you need a guy to come off the bench who can give you some productive scoring, especially against the Clippers who are going to have Lou Will and Montrez giving you everything off the bench yeah. on top of Kawhi and PG going to perform because they're superstars. So I, I don't and know if I trust 100%. And like you, yeah, and Morris too. And like you said, the Lakers, they're obviously – lost those two games to the Clippers, but they all get up for those games. Like, yeah. they get up. They want to play those games. They want to beat the Clippers and make a statement, and they haven't been able to. And yeah. I think Paul George didn't play in one of those games, too. The so first game, yeah. That was the first game of the season. So, it, it kind of resonates. They play twice more, I think, in yeah. the season. So, those will be good games, especially as we climb towards the end of the season, for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be – I like how they added Morris, too. Um, the, that battle is going to be good. It's going to be fun watching Marquise versus Marcus, because um, they're both really good players, and they can both shoot the rock exceptionally well. And I oh, think yeah. that they both add a great dynamic to their respective teams that, you know, obviously the, the Clippers, I think, they, they had a really good trade with trading Harkless for uh, Morris, and he's already hit some big shots for, for the Clippers, and I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. They add size at, like, 6'10", and then they yeah. add defense too, so they're honestly a perfect fit. Yeah, for both teams, and Marcus Anthony, Morris is better for sure, but or by like a little. Yeah, but like you know, they're like clones; they're literally and, twins. So <laughs> Anthony Davis has to step up against the Clippers, especially in the fourth quarter, because he's like in in the previous games, he's he's at his will. He, he's he's done what he wants to do all game long against the Clippers until the fourth quarter hits, and then freaking Patrick Patterson and Mo Harkless lock his ass up for twelve minutes, <laughs> and it's like, buddy, you, you're you're a top five arguably top five player in the NBA, <laughs> yeah, this can't happen. Like, you've got to start scoring the basketball in the fourth quarter, same as LeBron. LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis have been terrible in fourth quarters this year, and it's not even Kawhi Leonard guarding them. Like, Kawhi Leonard's sitting out there, and he's, he's guarding, like, Danny Green. Like, he's, he's not even guarding these guys, and they're just getting clamped up by a bunch of no-names. Like, this, they, they, they have to step it up in the fourth quarter. But, and again, in the playoffs, it'll probably change. But what I've seen so far, LeBron and Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter, that's not going to win you an NBA championship, not against the Clippers. AD should be able to impose his will, especially because yeah. he's, he's a big – they don't really have a big to match up with him. Like Zubac yeah. is too slow. Montrez is too small, and I think he's too small. AD should be able to just dominate in the post. Yeah. I think once the playoffs come around, AD will be playing more center yeah. as opposed to playing the four. So maybe that will help with their spacing and stuff. But – like you said, they the Clippers have their number. Kawhi has LeBron's number right now. And oh, yeah. Kawhi, honestly, right now is the better player, I think, between yeah. the two. So even even though it's, like, really, really close, like, Kawhi's the guy. So yeah. he's the guy to beat. You got to give the Clippers the edge because Kawhi's the defending champ. Yeah. In and of himself, he is the guy. So That's the thing. Like, the Clippers, everyone says their weakness is their big men and the Lakers' strength is their big men. Well, shouldn't that, you know – mean that Davis would absolutely dominate the uh Mo Harkless and and Patterson and Trez or whoever he's versing I don't know I just haven't seen it yet and Anthony Davis as well in the playoffs he does not have a good track record track record in the playoffs 
You it's name mainly the the one series against the Portland Trailblazers a few years ago. Don't know if you remember that, but they won like yeah, they won like fifteen or like they were like fifteen and one going into the playoffs or down the stretch, and then they come against the tra- the Blazers who backed their way into the playoffs, and Blazers like swept them four straight games. I mean, Anthony yeah. Davis, and that was when they had Boogie was also healthy. I think that year too, and they had Rondo and all those guys. I think Boogie and was so, injured in the playoffs, though, right? Oh, was he? I okay. believe. It, I, yeah. I think he. I think he like. Did he tear his Achilles? Was that the injury that he? T- I think he tore his Achilles against like Houston at the end of a game. Yeah. And that was in the end of the regular season, and then it was Drew and AD just went off. Right. Yeah. And, and Rondo fucking swept it. the swept them and Rondo too. They yeah. fucking just swept them. What do you think about the Nuggets as a true contender or not? I don't really trust them. They're second round out. I or second round. Who would they have to play in the second? They'd play the Clippers in the second. Yeah, they're second. Yeah, round, or they play Houston in the second round. No, they they play. It'd be right. one, four, two, three. So Nuggets right, Clippers yeah. would yeah. be a matchup right now, but it could obviously swap because these all these teams are within a game and a half of each other. Nuggets Clippers Rockets. Yeah. So they could all rotate. Who knows? I think. If you're those three teams, though, you just want to be in the 2-3. You just want to avoid yeah. the Lakers at all costs. That would be ideal. I feel like the Nuggets out of all these teams could slide because I feel like the Clippers and Rockets have more to give yeah. going into the playoffs, and the Nuggets are playing their best basketball. So I, think I feel be, like the Nuggets could slip. I think it would be interesting to see Houston pass the Clippers. And so Clippers finish with the four seed. That way we get LA, the Battle of LA in the second round, and then the winner will go up against Russell Westbrook and James Harden in the Western Conference oh, Finals. Man, that I, would be, I would just like that. That would be and so then, good. And then Harden goes off and gets the Rockets all the way to the NBA Finals and then takes down Giannis, and then everyone shuts the fuck up because James Harden is a baller in the playoffs. He actually he's, he's good in the playoffs, man. The only time he loses is against some freaking Golden State Warriors. That's it. This is the year, man. This and he is choked the year once against got- the Spurs. But, this is the yeah. year they got to prove it, man, because I love the Rockets. I think they're a contender for sure. They're just so fun to watch. And yeah. their small ball is working. They've won I five like straight, that, yeah. and they've won eight of their last ten. They're a bunch of dogs, There's a big too. game tonight, huge game, Celtics-Rockets play. So that'll be, That's you, uh, yeah. ama- that'll be a, a juicy game tonight. Yeah. And, yeah, I think – do you think they're also a contender as well, the Rockets? They've got – as long as they stay away – if they can get to the Washington Conference Finals without having to play an L.A. team – then that'd be good news because you can. I can guarantee you one of the big four players in L.A., Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis, one of them will not be fully healthy for the Western Conference Finals if they have to play each other in the second round. Like, there's just no way because that's going to be a seven-game series and they're going to go at each other. And, there's like, I could see Kawhi Leonard getting hurt, tearing something just because we saw what happened against him or we saw what happened with him against the 76ers in the playoffs last year, and then against the Bucks, I mean, he was coming up limping after every single dunk. Um, I could see that happening again this year. But in Houston, they're—I think if they can stay healthy against the Lakers and Clippers, who have been pretty unhealthy this year, they've got a chance. They—they've got a chance. If the Lakers and Clippers match up in the second round, that would be sick. Do you think yeah. if they did match up, is that seven home games for the Lakers technically? Pretty much, yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like that's you, that's such an unfair advantage for you know who doesn't give a fuck though. Kawhi Leonard doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but he he doesn't care. Like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go Zaza Pachulia on him if you want to stop him. Like I'm just like he doesn't care where he plays. He's gonna go off. He just is. That is true. He, it doesn't matter where he is. He'll play yeah. just as good at home as away. But it's that thing with your your role players where the home crowd gets you. I feel that's, like it might yeah. be close to fifty fifty though. That's right. I do. If, 
Montrezl Harrell's value goes way down if, if they don't have a, a distinct home court advantage. Because Trezzy's a baller. But when he's the most valuable is, is when he throws down a putback and he shakes that entire rim and the entire crowd gets into it. I mean, and, he, and he's like, he's doing all these, you know, flexing his way down the court and he's shaking his freaking uh, dreadlocks around and the crowd's <laughs> loving it. I mean, that's when he's most valuable. And the other team calls a timeout and the crowd gets even louder. It, that, that's where, that's, that's where Montrezl Harrell is most valuable right there. And if, against the Lakers in L.A., uh, that won't happen so much. I don't think. And, yeah, and that's the unfortunate part. I think the Clippers need to split from the Lakers, especially with this Kawhi-Paul George dynasty that they're starting to yeah. form this year. I feel like they just need to have their own home arena. It would just make a lot more sense. Just go to Seattle. Yeah, why not? Seattle deserves a team. That would be a nice place to live, too. What about uh, any other If you like contender? rain, that's, that's pretty cool. But they've got a good <laughs> culture there, too. Yeah, any other contender you um, see? Jazz, Thunder, definitely jazz, not no. Thunder. Jazz, no. Nah. OKC has been really nice this year, and it's been it's it's kind of weird why like they weren't even this good with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. I mean, they were, but the like like the I think last year they finished fourth, I think, with Westbrook and Paul George in the West. But no one really trusted that team at all. OKC has been really good this year. They're obviously not a contender, and Dallas Mavericks. I mean, no, Luka Doncic is still a couple years away. And yeah, whoever finishes that the Pelicans and Grizzlies, whoever gets that eighth seed, it's gonna be a good first round matchup against the Lakers. Yeah, so let's move on to that then, because obviously that's the second topic for today. We gotta yeah. talk about this race in the eight seed because I know I want the Pelicans to be there, and I know you probably do too. Hell no, Spurs. Baby. No, <laughs> the Spurs, Spurs are too, way too far. I'll I'm take talking that four game sweep anytime. Enter- yeah, that's from an facts. entertainment perspective. We'll get blown up by freaking 30 every game, bro. <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be the worst <laughs> thing for the NBA is if the Spurs made it in terms of ratings. Yeah. I feel like if the Pelicans made it, yeah, it we would don't just love the make this make this playoffs an eight man war in terms of eight teams, all with a legit shot of not winning, but you know, a, a legit um scrappy good team. Like you have Luca, Mavs, Don't you be have any the dull. OKC Thunder, yeah. and then you'd have Zion, Drew, and those guys too. And that team, that Pelicans team, is is way better on paper than they've performed this year, obviously because of injury. So yeah. they're an eight seed. If they make the eight seed, they're really in reality like a five seed. Like they're yeah. that good. I mean, in the so east, I would they not would want be, to face them. Yeah, in the east, they would probably be five seed somewhere around there. Just because I mean, Zion Williamson, he's he's really good. Like he, he's proven all the doubt is wrong. He he's really good at basketball and already it's like ten straight games with twenty plus points and all these dumb stats coming out of Zion. Like that's what I hate about the media. They're trying to get their ratings and all this stuff out. They're already creating the storyline for the first round. Zion Williamson breaking records. It's like it's 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 a, it's a pointless record. All right. First of all, there's barely any teenagers in in the NBA, and second of all, yeah, he's great. And so him scoring twenty points in a game, like it's obviously it's impressive. But it's not like this historical number that the freaking media is making it out to be. I don't know. Like I'm just not a big fan of that. That's kind of why I want. I, I want the Spurs to get in just to just to shut the media up. It's like just, just just shut up. Just shut up for one round. Let me sit in front of the TV, watch my Spurs get blown out once again, <laughs> and not have to listen to Scotty freaking Pippen hyping Don Williamson up on ESPN every morning. Like I, I, I just don't listen to <laughs> the talk shows anymore. They're way too annoying. I don't listen, yeah. I don't listen to way the ESPN ones. Funny. They're all so annoying. I don't listen to any anymore. The but Zion this year, twenty three points per game, 
58% shooting, seven boards. Yeah. He's been so fun. Just He's just been so fun to watch, just dunking everything. And he's oh, a yeah. man out there amongst boys. It's weird. He's only 19. Yeah. <laughs> but he's 285 pounds, and he dominates basically any center that he's played against. Like, even, like, I think they played against the – I don't remember what team it was, but he was just dominating every team's big man every time, just down low, just, like, putting up left-handed layups yeah. and just – he ripped the ball away from Giannis as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I remember it's, it's funny because Giannis, I think, had a commercial or something like that last year. There's a video where, like, he was teaching these two people how to, I don't know, how to not lose the ball when they're driving. And so he's holding the ball in front of him, and he's telling them to hit the ball out of their hit the ball out of his hand and they're trying to hit the ball out of his hand he's like see no one can hit the ball out of my hand and then <laughs> a year later this 19 year old kid freaking rips the ball out of his hand and freaking dunks it <laughs> rips and it out no problem yeah too. exactly <laughs> and my guy's only 19 years old but yeah i mean he, he's a problem for sure and in years to come that's why this decade's gonna be so hype because these if, if these players stay where they are and don't move on to bigger markets Memphis and New Orleans are gonna be great. They're gonna be. They're gonna have a really good decade this year, or this. They're gonna have a really good decade, and it starts this year. I think them two in Sacramento are probably the three yeah. with really bright futures. But the problem is small market. Small markets don't win NBA championships. That's very that's, rare. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, unless you have LeBron James in your team. In, in Cleveland's case, you don't really win championships. That's just how it is. Which which sucks. Which it it sucks. But that's. It's a capitalist world we live in, and that's just how it that's just how it works. Memphis is really making this race possible, though. They've lost yeah. five straight. I know they have had a, a shitty record, obviously playing against both LA teams. So I think they're just it's just going to be worse for them as they have the hardest schedule. And now the Pelicans are only two games back, and Portland's yeah. two and a half games back. Do you think Portland has a chance to sneak into the eight seed if Dame comes back? Then yeah, I'd probably pick them over over um. New Orleans, to be honest with you, just because I don't think Damian Lillard, Damian, Damian Lillard has that dog in him where he's not going to let his team slide out of the playoff race, especially when there's so much expected of the Blazers this year. Um, I think, you know, I, I trust Damian Lillard. I don't really trust him in the playoffs as much as I think most people do, but in the regular season, I'll take him over over these Pelicans for sure. He's definitely earned. He definitely earned his respect though after that game winner, that series yeah. winner he had. I think yeah. he deserves his. Respect as a playoff. Bucket. That was also his second one of his career too. So yeah, yeah, he had the one against Houston a while back too. So he definitely deserves his respect in the playoffs, and that would be a fun series too against the Lakers. Dame versus LeBron. I think that would be a fun series to yeah. watch as well. Four games, but it'd be, it'd be yeah, you know, like May- maybe five, maybe. Yeah, maybe if they get like I don't know, yeah, if they get lucky. If they know. probably they probably win like game four, I think. Yeah, and then and then they lose in LA. Just get blown out. Just get wrecked, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I think the Pelicans could be could be fun. Though. I think they could take the Lakers five. They might take one game, yeah. Yeah, me. I want to say six if they're lucky. If Zion goes off, but I don't think that's realistic. Yeah, because let's, let's be real here. The Lakers are a monster. Yeah, and also like play. We always like to make big case. Oh, it's playoff Kawhi. And just wait for wait for the playoffs and Kawhi Leonard. He'll, like he'll he'll show up. I mean, LeBron James is the same way. We saw what happened in Cleveland so many times. Like LeBron James, people don't forget this, but he load managed his way through the through the regular season in Cleveland. He 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 did. I'm mean, he did. He played a lot of minutes per game, but they were not valuable minutes. He he sat a bunch of games out too. But when the, once the playoffs came around, oh, it didn't matter where he was—three seed, two seed, four seed. 
he was going to the NBA Finals. Just that simple. And that that it's going to happen again this year, where playoff LeBron is a different beast. And then they'll have home court against the entire West because no one's taking that one seed from them. No, forty-five and twelve, they're six games ahead of everyone. And the so, only team so, that has like a chance would be the Clippers. But maybe. if the Clippers and Lakers go up against each other, it's really it, it's Lakers still got the advantage. Yeah, for sure. I think they're probably the favorite. I know you like the Clippers, but I think the Lakers are. I think it's a, a coin toss between the I two. I think yeah, people are saying the Clippers are the the champions on paper, but the Lakers they're I they especially the way that you know LeBron's kind of a fanboy in the media. He's got all these fanboys in the media. They're kind of turning into the favorite right now. They've won seven in a row. And, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's the favorite because Kawhi Leonard is better than all of them. So, yeah, if you can bet on that, Kawhi is going to win a championship this year. I can't wait till next year when I'm old enough to bet. I'd make so much money. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot of money, probably. Oh yeah, Most no, I'd, I'd, I'd bet. I'd bet on the teams that I don't want to win. I, I always <laughs> do that. Like last year, I made a bunch of bets with my friends that the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship, just because I really didn't want them to win. So that yeah. way, if I if I lose the bet. Well, the At Raptors right. win the championship, so yeah. happy. But it's, it's bittersweet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a lose lose and a win win. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more like a win lose. You just look at the positives, win. yeah. Exactly. Are there any other teams you want to talk about in terms of the race for the eight seed? I think that's it. Honestly, I mean, if if we if we were talking if we were talking maybe a week ago, the Spurs were still in it. I mean, they still have a chance, obviously. Um, the Sacramento would have been in it a lot. It would have been a lot closer. But those teams are I – I don't trust them anymore. Spurs, it's been, it's been a good run. Last time we didn't make the playoffs, we drafted Tim Duncan. So, James Wiseman, here we go. <laughs> Honestly, the Spurs, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the end for sure yeah. of the year. Do you think Pop retires? I hope he does because I don't want him to be – I feel bad for him when he's coaching all these young guys. Maybe well, – what's that girl, uh, Becky Hamilton or whatever? Her yeah, Becky Hammond, coach. right? Yeah. Or if Tim Duncan starts coaching – I feel like he's not a good coach, but it'd be still it'd be still fun to see Tim Duncan coach the team that he led to five NBA championships. Um, yeah, that that would be very exciting. I think Tim Duncan would be in and out real quick, though. <laughs> yeah, and the the thing is, the Spurs got a, they got a nice young core. Their their young core is slept on. They drafted Kelton Johnson in the draft last year. Lucas Manich still really hasn't gotten a lot of playing time, but guys like Ronnie Locker or. Was it Lonnie Walker? Yeah, I like um, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. He's Murray, nice. I mean, they're good. They're a nice young team, and they've got they've got uh, Patty Mills, who's won an NBA championship, knows what it's like to play big in big games, and obviously when you're coached by Tim Duncan, or when when Tim Duncan's on a coaching staff, you've got that experience with there. Um, yeah, I mean, Spurs not this year, but you know, it's it's not a lost cause yet because they've got a young good young team. And they've shown success in the draft as well, so yeah. they're they will be back up and running in in due time for sure. Yeah, give it like three years, I think. Yeah. It'd be nice to see it because, like in the in the early part of the um, at the turn of the century, when they drafted all those guys, they drafted you know Parker and and uh, Ginobili and Duncan, all those guys. It'd be nice to see them drafting now, just drafting a couple more, you know, steals in the draft. Because other than Duncan. They 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 were just getting steal after steal after steal in the draft, and then trading like with Kawhi Leonard too, not drafting him but trading for him. It'd be nice to see that happen for the for the Spurs this year. I mean, obviously, me being a Spurs fan, I'd like to see that. But you know, they've they've got a good good scouting staff there that you know they might 
they might find a steal or two. I think uh, Keldon Johnson, the guy they drafted last year, I think he, he's going to be really good. Yeah, for sure. All right, buddy. That was a good pod. For sure, yeah. <clears throat> How was the – what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Dude, it was sick. It was so fun. That one's going to get posted today, I think. So That's all right. I can't wait to listen to it. I was that would like, be a nice one. It was pretty so funny. I couldn't, yeah. I don't know. Ne- next time, dude. Let's, what did you guys uh, talk about? Um, so we just talked about like the championship season. Yeah. Kind of his him being in the G League and on like the fence and how like it wavers his confidence stuff like that. Did he get? And a then ring? we talked about. Uh yeah. Okay. And good. then we and then we talked about like uh what he bought with his first contract shit like that. Right. And then like just some funny stuff like there's some funny shit that he says near the end. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's like, about like pet peeves and shit. So it's we, it's it's a pretty good pod. Yeah, if you want, I can, like, make some posts for you, like, the quotes, you know, to kind of promote the podcast a bit more. You know, you always see people, or, like, on Bleach Report, they always put, like, the quotes, like, of yeah. things players say. If you want, I can do that for you if you want. Yeah, I'm down. Just you're, a true, you're a true homie, and you're sick with the uh, – you use Photoshop, right? Yeah, bro, obviously. You're, you're nasty with Photoshop. Dude, it's Photoshop and Getty Images. That's what yeah, it's, it's the key. <laughs> it's the key. Are you? What happened with your page? Is that just not going to – I, I I contact Facebook every single day. They keep telling me don't give up, don't give up. I'm kind of starting to give up, but honestly, like I don't know, it's 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 fine. I mean, it's chill just because like I still watch basketball and everything, and now it's a lot less stressful, I guess. Because yeah, you I don't know. have to pay attention to everything, right? You can kind of just yeah. chill. It's kind of the same thing with betting. I did a uh, fantasy league this year, yeah, and I, I hate it because now I just like now you only I'm, cheer like, for well, guys I'm, you put I'm money cheering, on. Yeah, cheering for yeah. the guys that I have on my team, and now I'm like. I don't want to see this guy play good, so now I'm cheering against players that I actually like. Right, yeah. Like, I was cheering against, like, Giannis and Harden. Now I've, I've come to terms because my teams are trash. So I'm like, <laughs> now I just don't even look at it. Now I'm just, like, back to the OG. Now I'm yeah. just enjoying ball again, which is nice. I like it. Yeah, but no, but doing the podcast is fun. Like it's, Yeah, keep her going. Maybe we take a yeah. step soon. Like, yeah, get no, some for real sure, mics. yeah. Let's get some real mics and shit and, and make it a flex. I don't know how... I think one way that people do it is like cop a couple mics and then like we both record separately through yeah. those mics yeah. while we can hear each other and then sync up that audio. That's how we do it remotely, like the best way. Yeah. I think also, that because then that just increases like the quality of the sound and shit, yeah. which would be good. Also, you you said you live in the greater Toronto area, right? The GTA or whatever that is? Uh, kind of. I live in like, because I'm in school, yeah. I live in the GTA. What school do you go to? Uh, do you know Waterloo University? Yeah, Waterloo? Heard, yeah, yeah. I go there, so I'm in Waterloo half the t- time. And what are you taking? Um, engineering. Oh, like, like software engineering. Yeah. No, so, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's proper. I can uh, do because, some good stuff. Yeah, because last year or next year, I'm, I'm might go to Toronto for university, but I'm also going to Toronto. Like I don't know, in two weeks' time, maybe. Like, I was going to say, maybe we can meet up, but we'll talk about that later if you want. Like I'm down. I'm down to yeah. link up. Yeah. I'm not really in the area right now, though. I'm kind of far away. I'm near, uh, do you know the Bruce, like, Peninsula or no? No, I've never been in Toronto. It's I've some only... fucking, it's some fucking, like, I'm in, like, buttfuck nowhere working right now. So, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, probably three hours out of the GTA right now. So. Yeah, I've only been to Eastern Canada once. That was, like, in the middle of February. I went to, uh, oh, man, that's rough. I went, yeah, I went to Montreal in, in Quebec City. Montreal is nice. Montreal is good, especially if because the drinking age is eighteen, so it's proper. Yeah, no, it's hype. That's the key. <laughs> and also, the freaking culture in Montreal is sick because I've got uh, family 
that they're not from Quebec. Like we're French, like from France. Yeah. We have like family friends that live in Quebec, and like so, like the culture there's high. But, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a nice place to live. It's chill, and they have some good food too, and lots of nice clubs and shit. So it's and a in, nice, it's a good time. And in Toronto, like I always see like talk like how it's not like how Drake talks, right? It's not people don't go around saying "wallahi" and stuff like that, right? No, they're not. Like, no, they're pretty. Because uh, like on TikTok, it's, that's what they sound like. So yeah, there are some. There are some Toronto mans that are like that, but most, most people are like normal. Toronto mans, you just <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of Toronto mans like that, but most people are normal. Like especially in in like the downtown area, it's more chill. I got no problem. It's, with it. it's, it's a lot of funny. there's a lot of business people. Yeah, it's 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 cool. people just walk around. You'll it's worse. Me. It's worse than like Brampton. Brampton. Yeah, Brampton. <laughs> Brampton's really, uh, really, yeah. Brampton's like <laughs> Shorty's bad out here. <laughs> somehow, yeah, I'm gonna be hype. Yeah, hit anyway, me up yeah. when you're there, and yeah, we'll see sure. if we can link. Anyway, yeah, it's a good pod. We should do this uh, whenever you're free again. I don't really care. Yeah, I'm um, down. We should do it in like the next week or so. Sometime, actually, maybe. I can't wait for the playoffs. Honestly, like this is. It, it pisses me off how much I want the playoffs to start. I know. Let's uh, when the playoffs are about to start, let's start grinding some podcast yeah. content. Like get ready to do it like a couple a week or something once it starts getting yeah. there. Because I'm down to take this podcast to the next level. I think. Yeah. I'm gonna this this Malcolm Miller one's gonna be like the big step. I think so. Yeah, and honestly, like the, it's just fun. Like even like I don't know how many listeners you're getting or not, or how many listeners. How many we get like, you're getting? It, it, it ranges like we get anywhere but like around like 70 to 80 i think sometimes yeah. so we actually get a decent amount yeah i know like but like i really don't care about this stuff like when i started like nah, Nation, I, don't give, I don't give a fuck man. like i legit just did it because i like basketball you know what i mean like, yeah that's was, what i'm saying it's not fun. it's not if the money comes the money comes if not yeah. i don't really care and it's more just more just because i like talking ball yeah and also i'm sure you can relate to this like when you run an instagram account you're always getting tons of dms of like these freaking 12 year old to think lebron james the greatest player of all time and like there this is it's but it's it's nice to, to listen to, to talk to someone who actually knows basketball bro like i know it's not so there's annoying. not a lot of people on ig that know basketball it's yeah. honestly so the people who run the big page like obviously like the people uh, who run the big pages are good but like a lot of people yeah. would comment man it's like fuck bro. yeah i fucked Just... like they're so annoying the one thing that really pissed me off was i I put a post up like which team has been more surprising this year. This was like a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was like the Heat or Toronto. And people were like, Oh, I wasn't surprised. I knew Toronto was gonna win sixty games. I'm like, bro. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you did not know that. <laughs> like there's no fucking way you actually thought they're gonna win yeah. more than like fifty, like more than fifty two. Like there's no way you could guess fifty five no, wins. No realistically like come on are you right. crazy i was thinking, i said i said 44 yeah <laughs> now, now i'm like okay maybe that was a little dumb but like 48 is like a realistic number like i think that's like a more fair number they've just overperformed obviously are they gonna win 50 games this year I, I, they're on, they're on pace for, they're on pace for 58 58 holy shit. they're like 40 they're like 42 and 17 i think so yeah they're getting they're, they're, they're playing sure. yeah they're getting 50 Damn, bro, that's sure. <laughs> They yeah they're they're gonna be like fifty five to sixty so they're gonna be near the franchise record which is crazy yeah the thing about it. like big respect I don't know how they're even doing it it's it's by committee clearly like yeah they like had... they're just they just have the confidence this year that they've have ne- never seen before even last year in like round one round two they didn't even have this kind of poise and confidence yeah. so something's just they've always something's been changed a, they have they've always been a pretty good regular season team though haven't they just... yeah. That's just what that was the difference between Kawhi. Like no one cared about what he was doing in the regular season. That's right now. Like oh, they didn't need Kawhi Leonard last year. It's like well, you fucking did though, didn't you? Because 
There's oh, no 100%. way without Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were done in like five games against Philly. Because that was sure. the, that was the thing that we were getting. It wasn't the regular season. No one cared about how many wins you were getting in the regular season. As long as you got in the playoffs, you yeah, already knew that Kawhi was going to ball Kawhi up. Was, Kawhi was going to be the guy. Yeah, like that was probably one of the great trades in NBA history, at least recently. Yeah, size trade for Kawhi. That was a huge, huge risk, obviously, but like giant reward. Huge one year reward, yeah, yeah. huge reward. Even people, though he left, still like great reward. People like, were ripping got... on the Raptors so much too, like, oh, you're just getting yeah. him for a one year rental. The Warriors yeah. are gonna beat you anyway. <laughs> and it was, was, yeah. yeah, it really uh, played out as best as possible for Masai. Like, I could, who, no one could have expected that they'd win the chip. If he had resigned too, that would have been even better. But yeah, but like, I think just winning the chip alone is enough to say, man, that was really successful. But the biggest Obviously. winner in that trade was definitely Kawhi Leonard. Because he wanted to go to, to, to the Lakers, or he wanted to go to L.A. Yeah. Spurs just freaking, on purpose, sent him as far away from L.A. as possible. Yeah, Love they Popovich. really did, eh? <laughs> and Kawhi's like, all right, well, Classic. fuck you. I'm just going to go win a championship there. It's a team that's never won an NBA championship in history. And Didn't, honestly... Never made it into the finals. Never made it into the finals. Eastern and then, Conference finals once. Crazy. Yeah. And known for, for choking the playoffs, go in a championship there against the Warriors, and then go to the Clippers. Like, he's still going to L.A. It took him an extra year. And yeah. now he's got another ring, final MVP, and um, an all-star game appearance. Now he's going to the Clippers, where the same thing's going to happen. I mean, or could happen. A team that's never won an NBA championship, one of the worst organizations in history. All of a sudden, look out. When it's all said and done, Kawhi's going to be – Really high up there, all time. Yeah. Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it at top ten, probably. I don't. I don't. <laughs> probably. Wanna... I, probably. I would say he's gonna be reaching. I hate saying come on, this. Come on, three Finals MVPs. If he if he mm-hmm. wins with the Clippers, yeah. three Finals MVPs, three different teams. Like, isn't he two time defensive player of the year? Right. Yeah, he's no, right, yeah. enough. Enough said. Right. There. He could have. Holy. I think he he should have won gotten one of the ones that Draymond Green got. Because I don't know, like the, the NBA just isn't like giving people back to back to back defense players. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Those are weird awards. Like defense player of the yeah. year, six man of the year. They're kind of Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert deserves it this year, but they're probably going to give it to Ben Simmons. I think you think Ben Simmons deserves it, don't you? Or is yeah, someone, I think yeah. he's leading leading the league in steals, so yeah. he's gonna he's probably gonna win it. I don't think Gobert's been that great this year defensively. The thing is, like, like at least recently, it, it seems like he's really been like. He's been kind of lazy because the Jazz have been struggling, and he's been like really pissed off with like the yeah. offense because they don't run any offense through him. Because yeah. um, honestly, this is I listened to a podcast and this made a lot of sense. Like Mike Connolly has played with like Gasol his whole career, and Gasol yeah. can shoot from the the free throw line or like the mid range, and yeah. he can shoot threes, and he can pass out of the post area. So oh yeah, he's used to the pick and pop near like the free throw line. But Gobert wants lobs, yeah, like, he wants them in down low. So. Conley can't really feed him. Like it's, I think it's like Joe Ingles is the guy who usually feeds Gobert on most of his dunks. So, yeah. and Go- and Joe Ingles has been coming off the bench. So this team just is not like really playing well with Gobert right now. And so he's been lazy on defense. I think. Yeah, that's from the thing what I've Gobert. heard. I mean, we you hear stuff about that. Like, we <clears> like the eye test might not tell you that Gobert is doing a lot. But when you look at like the the analytical side of it, the the deep statistics or whatever, I've, um, one of the guys on Instagram, NBA Fast Break or something like that, yeah, he always he always makes his posts where it's like, well, you look at how the Utah Jazz play with Gobert on the court compared to Gobert off the court, and in years past, it's been like drastically different. I don't know about this year, but I mean, he's still, yeah, he's still he, really he, good. the number of shots he influences is probably yeah. really really high. I just feel like he's been in no man's land a lot when I watch him play against smaller teams. Yeah, like he's not he's both. 
not guarding the rim well enough, and also not guarding the shooter well enough. Especially so Houston, like, that's that's it's, the problem. Especially Houston. Houston, that's that's the big, that's the one because they played Houston twice recently, and yeah. Houston was just wrecking them with yeah, the small ball. Yes, to guard like just tough. On, it's on such a tough. Yeah. It's just such a tough guard. How do you play against Houston? Yeah. Would be the worst nightmare for Utah. They should legit. If Houston's stuck to that four seed, just tank. Utah should just yeah tank. Like there's no, you're not gonna be. You have a better chance against every other team. Yeah, that's you have a better chance against the against the Lakers. Than that's Houston. facts. That's honestly like, facts. hundred percent better chance. Like you're better off just. That's the one team. If I was Utah, avoid the fuck out of them because they are gonna get wrecked. It's but. such a weird matchup too. Like, but I I feel like they just pissed me off. If I was going up against Houston, I'd be like, you guys every are, year, yeah. Did they just they have such a weird freaking lineup with it no is, big man? Like so what is that? that it, that's that not. It might just it might just work. That's the thing, exactly. Like it, and the thing is, like, it wouldn't work if, if none of the players worked hard. But guys like Covington and, and Harden, Harden works hard on defense. I don't care what no one says. He works PJ hard Tucker, on too. PJ Tucker is P- the hardest worker there. They, he plays, like, center. For they're a bunch of dogs. Sometimes. They're dogs. Yeah. They should have dogs. Like they, and Tucker hasn't been exposed very much, either. There's all those memes about how Tucker's going to get exposed in the post and everything. He hasn't been exposed nah, that much. He's, 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 I think he's thick enough. I think he's got enough muscle on him. He'll be, yeah. he'll be okay. I, I mean, it won't be great. <laughs> yeah. But, he, but he'll be okay. Like, he's one of those matchup nightmares, though, because he can shoot the rock, and you have to guard him on the perimeter. And when you Yeah, got, the, the five-out system is tough for him. <laughs> you've got Rudy Gobert out there. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's standing out at the three-point line. Like Teams are going to just eat at the rim, or yeah. they're going to get open threes all day. And P.J. Tucker from the corner, if he's shooting like 10 open so threes. So cash. It'll be cash, yeah. It'll be like four to ten, so you're gonna get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, like it's exactly. just, it's just, it's just not gonna work for them, unfortunately. And Russell, what? Like, I hope Russell Westbrook can keep this up in the playoffs because he's been. That's the X. That's the X factor for them. Yeah. If if he doesn't, if he plays like this, then they can definitely make the finals. If he starts going back to old Westbrook, which yeah. I hope he doesn't, because I think Harden will keep him on track. Because Harden's yeah. the number one guy. He should tell him what to do. Yeah. And they're friends, so it's no hard feelings, right? They're just trying to win the chip. Exactly, so, yeah. It's all on Harden at the end of the day. He's got to lead them, like be the actual He's got to hit the big shots. He's got to come he's up big. He's got to hit the big, big shots, yeah. yeah. This is the year for James Harden. Because Russell Westbrook, I think he's playing better than he played in his MVP year. That might be crazy. Like right now, this moment in time, he is. Because he's shooting the ball much better. He's I think he's got a lot bigger impact on the court, and that's part the, Im- the impact Harden... is the impact is better for sure. The yeah. counting stats aren't as good, but I think that like analytically, if he's shooting more efficiently and everything, like there's no question, it's yeah. it's better for your team's success the way he's playing now than he did in that MVP year. And James Harden is still James Harden. He's and and they both got their MVPs now, so yeah. I think now it's they want to win the chip. This is the year they want to win it. it Robert yeah. Covington was a nice addition too, and they got Jeff Green too. They got some nice athletics, athletic uh, and guys in there who play D and they can shoot. So and they, they got, got a nice little like, people don't really pay attention to this, but Jordan Bell has two NBA championships. And they, oh yeah, and they, they, and they got him. Solid, yeah, solid. Is, has he played? Yeah, I, I don't no? know. He probably won't play. I'm just saying he has two rings. He, like in the, like, he knows what it's like to be in the NBA Finals. Um, yeah, he might just be but, a nice. Uh, like a worst case, yeah. go out there and, play, and suck some minutes against like yeah. a big guy. Like right? he's been that's in, kinda, he's been in big situations before. That's, that's kind of yeah. yeah. Okay, he's, yeah, that's solid. That's a nice, that's a nice centerpiece. I think like an athletic big. Yeah, I think moving Capella was ballsy, but where's he now? I, re- I think it's he's he in Atlanta. Atlanta. He's on Atlanta. Yeah, he hasn't Atlanta's played nice. though. Yeah, I like Atlanta. They have a good future too. Definitely, um, the, probably the brightest future freaking, in the East. One of for sure. John Collins. He lo- he he reminds me of Shaq. Uh, like I know he's way skinnier than Shaq, but the way he plays, 
He reminds me of Shaq, like the way he catches all the lobs and everything. I'm like, yo, Shaq, yeah. He also can. He can, kind of shoot, he can kind of, he can kind of shoot too. Yeah, he's got he's got a versatile game. I don't know how he's gonna fit with Capella though, because he'll be out in the perimeter more with Capella there. So yeah. that fit is questionable. But over time, Trae Young's gonna have a lot of fun because he'll he'll, gonna, he'll just toss yeah. it up anywhere near the rim. Yeah, There's Capella, Capella will be a nice uh, fit for him yeah. in the pick and roll. And Trae yeah. Young has been insane. Stupid he's been good. he's been so good. It's just so fun to watch him. Yeah. Like his shooting, his confidence, everything. His hairline's coming back too. <laughs> a, everything's going well for him. Right now. <laughs> team is absolutely trash this year. Yeah, yeah. just give, give him a couple years. I think they'll be pretty yeah. good. Hawks once, one of those Ka- teams. once Cam Cam Reddish and uh, who's the other young guy they have? The that other wing who they got in the they, draft. Oh, last year. Um, yeah, they they picked a couple. Hunter, they had a DeAndre couple picks. Hunter, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those they got some good pieces there. Some nice nice people who are gonna fit on the wing with with Trey, John Collins, and Clint Capella. I and guess. they have um Kevin, uh, the ginger guy. The oh, Herter. Kevin Herter. Her, yeah, he's a bucket. He's he's so <laughs> he's, he's pretty. He's really good too, actually. Yeah. yeah. So they have a nice future. 